They wanted a different opportunity. So they left their country and migrated to a different one so that you could have a better life. But then you were raised unintentionally as the solution to the sacrifice that they made because their sacrifice was made due to the problem. If they never had a problem, they never would have made a sacrifice and hoped for a solution. You are listening to the Say Hola Well podcast, a show dedicated to help stigmatize the idea of wanting more money as a woman of color. More money, more options, not only for you and your family, but also for our community. I am your host, Lucy King, Latina Well Coach on a mission to help more mujeres become investors in lunch and online business. Just like you, I used to believe that I could only earn money if I was mentally and physically hard. And after learning about stock market investing and online business, I can tell you that there is a new way for us to create a legacy while living our purpose and not having to work as hard for money. So if you are ready to dive into understanding your money mindset, entrepreneurship, and stock market investing, you are in the right place. Welcome to the show. Hi, Karina. Welcome to the Say Hola podcast. How are you? Amazing, Lucy. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. I wanted you to be part of this community because I love the way you talk about boundaries. And I think that when it comes to our personal finance and our well-building journey, we mm-hmm. have to talk about boundaries. So I want to start by coming back to you. Who is Karina and why do people need to know about you? So my name is Karina F. Daves. I'm a life coach and I help women make decisions in their relationships. And part of that is not just like the unpacking and the intentionality behind figuring out like where you are and who you are. But once those things are uncovered, then we really dive deep into decision making and boundaries. And for me, boundaries played such a big role when I actually was sick for about two years. And it's interesting when things aren't going well in your life whether like it's emotionally, financially, physically, you start to really see God really begins to expose your relationships and really who has the capacity to be there for you and who doesn't. And it starts exposing the intentionality behind your relationships, right? Whether it is your immediate family or extended relationships. So for me, there was a period in my life where I started to see a lot of just like unhealthy relationships that I was in, unhealthy habits, unhealthy relationships and mindsets. And for me, the biggest tool was setting boundaries during that time. I love it because I don't think that we are actually unaware of the different types of boundaries that we can create to live Mm. the wealthy life. So can you walk us through what were some of those boundaries that you have to unpack Mm -hmm. to protect your energy from those relationships or conversations that were not serving you? Yeah. So let me just unpack what boundaries are first, which is 
is that like, I want you to start seeing boundaries as a form of protection. And you're like, what am I protecting? I want you to start thinking of it as like you're protecting the nouns in your life. So people, places and things, right? Like you're protecting you as the person, even the people that are now in your life. So if you have children, if you have a partner, all of that, you're protecting your place. So like your home, who's coming into your home, right? The place where your family resides and private things happen and you're protecting the privacy of your life. So the decisions that you're making, your financial decisions, right? Because if you choose to tell your family who doesn't even know what the stock market does, but only is aware that it's like a tool used by people who are being risky and lose a lot of money, then you need to be aware of like how much of the privacy of the information are you sharing at that moment? Not that you will never share it, but like, and we can get, dive into this deeper, but there is so much that needs to happen when you protect the privacy of your information. And then the last one is you're protecting your purpose. Now, like many times people think of their purpose as like something they can't touch or something that just has to be obsolete, like just one thing, like my purpose is just to be a mom. And what I'm challenging you to believe is that your purpose is, so like my purpose, God has spoken to me is to guide. So everything that I do for the majority of the time is to guide. I love serving and guiding. Your theme may be to influence, your theme may be to teach, right? There's so many themes in our purposes. And so your boundaries protect all of that. And especially for Lucy, your community, our finances like are just not, they're not sexy to talk about, right? Nobody wants to talk about it, especially as you're learning about it. And there's also a lack of a lot of information that goes on that we may not have been exposed to. And so what I want you to start thinking is that boundaries aren't cutthroat. They're not like these things where you just set in stone and you're just like having no relationship with anybody. I want you to start thinking about boundaries as a form of protection and opportunity so that you can go and do your thing and then you come back and you serve and you, when you come back, not everybody's going to want to listen to what you have to talk about, right? I'm sure many people, you know, go through that. But at the end of the day, you now come back stronger. You now come back different, right? Think about the first time that we all came home from college. Our parents were like, what? Feminism, what? That was always the thing during Thanksgiving. But you come back with a different mindset. And sometimes when you leave that culture that's been with you for 20 plus years to go and learn about your finances, to go and learn about building wealth, to go and learn about something, you need boundaries during that period to protect the very thing that God is calling you to build. This is your dynasty. Your wealth is much more than money. It's your dynasty. I love how you said that, Karina, because this is actually one of the things that we talk about with my private clients and the academy is as you start learning new things, I want to say also the finances are sexy. <laughs> they are very sexy. The numbers can make you feel empowered. But yeah, you're absolutely right. When we're learning all of these things, especially when we dive into how compound growth works and how we can just make money when we're sleeping, we want to share it with our loved ones mm -hmm. and they don't understand, right? And that's when they start sharing their fears, the lack of information. And then whatever we're saying is, no, you can't do it. It's too much. Just don't do it. And so protecting that energy is definitely important. And you touch on something that I was fascinated by. You talk about protecting your home, protecting your residency, protecting the place where you live. Why is that so important as we starting to build wealth as a first gen Latinas? Oh my gosh. First of all, let's just say that we all, especially as Latinas, we grew up, most of us in a culture where you're in each other's homes. You're like, you're in each other's faces all the time. And so that's your normal. Like, I want you to understand that everything that you have up to this point that your family gave you has become your normalcy from their teaching that was passed down to them. So you deciding now to do 
something different goes outside of that comfort zone. So you're only going to have two different reactions. You're going to have somebody that respects you and supports you. They may not understand, or you're going to have somebody that's going to be objective, right? Or, and then the third one, which is what we all hope for is that not only do they understand, but they want to hop on the train with us, right? And so you grew up in a culture and a household where everything is together and there was never any space or growth that happened. And so now when you build all boundaries are necessary in your home, because this is the place that things go down in, right? This is the place that the only person that can hear what's going on is God and Alexa, your echo. Like those are the only two people that can literally know what's going on in your home. And so I'll give you an example of why it's important to have a boundary with your home. And what I'm not saying is don't invite people over. But what I am saying is check people's spirits. And let me explain. If you come from a culture in which the normalcy is to gossip, right? The tu tias, the tu primas of everybody, right? And add into that a normalcy of judgment, right? And you're in this space where you're beginning to build wealth, you're beginning to learn how to save, you're beginning to learn how to do all these things. And it's instilling confidence in you, confidence in your relationship with your marriage, confidence in your children. Like you just now are acting different because you feel like you have this power about your money and your wealth and you see the vision and what the world is calling you to do. And you just remain the doors open. Anybody can come over. You're not checking people's spirits. Everybody's there or whatever. And now these conversations start, right? And guess what? These conversations begin in your kitchen and they start talking about the way you look. No has perdido peso. What are you feeding the kids? What are you doing? Esta casa no está limpia. A lot starts coming in. And I'm not saying that this will happen. I'm telling you this as an example of what can happen and why it's important to have boundaries in your home. So then what happens is that your confidence gets triggered, your confidence gets altered, and now your whole thing that you're building is shook. They, because guess what? You probably won't say anything to them because out of respect, quote unquote, you won't. They leave and now you go back to your office and you're like, damn, like maybe I am overweight. Maybe I am a bad mom. Maybe like I just shouldn't do any of this. And now you're having to retrain your brain again from this moment. And that's just an example of why it's important to check people's spirits about who invites in your house. Who do you invite and who you do not invite? I will share the hardest boundary I've ever had to set was with my mom who had gone through three divorces and they were pretty spread out with my dad was 10 years. My stepdad was 15 years. And then with the last man, I think it was like a year in between that. And her spirit wasn't right. So every time she would come over, she was just an anxious ball. And I was trying to build this business, this coaching business. And every time she came over, it was just like not good. And this is a person I love. And so till my mom, I walked her out and I said, mom, listen, I think we need some space. And I think I'm not telling you that you need to go talk to somebody, but I think that there's something that's happening inside of you that I can't fix. It's not my assignment, but I'm just letting you know what I see. And until there's more calmness and not as much anxiety and as much basically BS coming out of your mouth and a lot of judgment, I think we just need some time away. Now, the goal is that my mom, I would have loved for her to be like, okay, mija. But she didn't, obviously, like what mom does, right? She was like, nunca me invites, never invite me back. Why do you blah, blah, blah? You're keeping me away from your grandkids. And in my mind, I had already coached myself like that I'm not doing this because I want to keep her away from the grandkids. None of that. I'm doing this because I'm trying to build something, I'm trying to build something. And every time she comes over, she triggers me. She triggers my spirit. And so my mom, I don't see my mom for a couple months. And my mom calls me and she goes, Carito. Yes. She goes, you were right. I said, what? She goes, there was 
a lot of things that I was dealing with that I never shared with you. And they were coming up when I saw you and I'm really sorry. I said, it's okay, mom. I said, I understand. But now we're stronger together because we had that space. She goes, in our culture, we have this thing where we just have to be together all the time, no matter what. But sometimes space is the very thing and the very cure that we need as we're building individual things that the world is calling us to do. I love this story so much because it resonates with me as well. Like I had to set boundaries with my mom and I felt a lot of guilt, a lot of guilt for going outside what I called the dome that she created for me to protect me. And I knew I wanted more, but if I had a lot of shame for doing that for the reasons that you just described, because I, I was taught to be respectful. I was taught to do things certain way. And now just like you, I have a beautiful relationship with my mom, but it was hard. It was so hard. And you said something right now that was so fascinating to me. Fixing your mom is not your assignment. Karina, why do we feel that we have to save the world? As first-gen <laughs> Latinas, we want to save our mom, el tío, el vecino, our partner. Like, yeah. why do we feel that is, it's our assignment coming back to your words? <laughs> so I actually recently wrote about this and it's a very difficult answer, but I do want to break it down here. And I've actually haven't spoken publicly about it, but let's give it a shot. Hold on, let me just say cheese time. <laughs> cheese time, yes. So I wrote about this and let me actually one second. I'm actually going to pull up my notes. All right. So here is the answer as to why we feel so guilty when we make these changes. And it's going to be a tough answer. So when I work with my one-on-one clients in creating boundaries, we do a lot of inside work first. And a part of that is inside your identity and the fact that you feel guilty because your personality isn't yours. So I need to share with you that I don't want you to feel guilty as I share this, right? I don't want you to operate from this place anymore. And I'm going to teach you that guilt is senseless and that doesn't belong in your system. I want to recruit discernment in a way that you've never had before. So we're going to gather some data. We're going to open up the portals of uncomfortability so that you can remove the veil. And I'm going to teach you what's actually happening within that guilt. So let's talk about your personality. Your personality is made up of who you had to become versus who you wanted to become. Those are two very different people. I want them to both meet each other at some point. And only the person that you want to become can come with you in this next season. Some of us had to become someone that satisfied our parents, our family, our tia's dreams to prove that it was worth the sacrifice. Stay with me. There is so much attachment to our identity and accolades in making sure that they're worth it for them. We had to get the engineering degree. We had to get the business degree. We had to get the law degree. We had to become doctors. We had to be a version of ourselves that fit their needs and created solutions for their sacrifice. You are the solution for the sacrifice. Those are solutions that are created particularly or acts of sacrifice that were made on behalf of us. So if your parents migrated to this country and left their original country, which was the problem, right? Whether it was due to stagnation in the government, no future sight, no betterment for the next generation, whatever the case is, they felt it was a problem for them to stay there. And in turn, they wanted a different opportunity. So they left their country and migrated to a different one so that you could have a better life. But then you were raised 
unintentionally as the solution to the sacrifice that they made because their sacrifice was made due to the problem. If they never had a problem, they never would have made a sacrifice and hoped for a solution. However, your identity is rooted in being the solution. You are the solution. You are their solution. You are everyone's solution, but your own. Ultimately, if you're listening to this podcast today and this is you, your personality isn't yours. And that's why you feel guilty. So powerful, Karina. Busy Mujer, if you are ready to embrace well-building as a first-gen professional through stock market investing or online business, I would love to support you with that through my private coaching. It is the most intimate way for us to work together. You will be fully supported with weekly calls, worksheets, and everything you need to create the money systems the mindset and of course the vision that you need to create a legacy this is what past clients have said about working with me one of my clients said best investment ever you exceeded my expectations from the first call and until the end another client said before working with lucy i was paralyzed in making decisions about my finances after working with Lucy, I have learned that money can be simple and fun. Another client that I help with private business coaching said, Lucy is a badass Latina who helps you with limiting beliefs, money mindset, operating a business, and of course, learn about stock market investing. So if you are ready to work with a coach who understand what it's like to want more, I would like to invite you to apply to work with me using the link in the show notes. Now, let's get back to the show. One of the things that really attracted to me is your ability to make women feel the importance of putting themselves first. You talk about these all the time. And I know I have some listeners that have a partner. And again, they have this idea that in order to build, they have to quote unquote, fix their partner or fix their partner's ideologies. So they have to just create this new version of their partner. And I'm not a life coach, <laughs> but I, I don't think that they should be focusing so much on them, but rather themselves. So taking mm -hmm. care of what they want first, so they can show up for their partner. Can you talk about the importance of boundaries within your partner and why? What do we need to do, Karina? Because I know you have a beautiful <laughs> relationship. I have a beautiful oh, relationship too, but not everyone has that. So how can a yeah. get move from wanting to quote unquote, fix their partner to just mm -hmm. being comfortable with who they are in their decisions? So wanting to fix your partner, you need to understand that comes from a place of control. And the moment that you surrender your partner to God or to the world, the moment that you will go from controlling to a true partnership, you won't feel as much resentment, you'll feel more grace. And I know plenty of listeners are thinking, yeah, but I'm trying to do something and they don't want to do it with me. Okay, then it's your opportunity. See that as an opportunity to teach them to be able to, I guess, set it straight as to what you're doing, but understanding that you're doing this. And then one thing that's going off in my mind is like, Lucy, how do you then teach people who have money all together or it's, they're not the breadwinner and all this other stuff, but we'll get to that, right? That you're the coach for that. But what I think about in boundaries in my relationship, I have a podcast called One Day at a Time and I did this episode called Boundaries with my husband. And first, what I want to offer you is why this is happening. So if you're listening and you've ever partied, I hope you have, say yes, yes. And then if you've ever gone to a club to party, yes. Now, usually there's 
a security guard standing outside with a little flashlight checking IDs and checking your bags, making sure that you're not a threat to yourself or threat to anybody else inside the club. That's your husband. That's your partner. Your partner is a security guard. So every single time you share anything with your partner about what you're doing and what you're building, it's not that they don't trust you. It's not that they don't believe you. It's not that like they are angry with you. It's literally like they are the security guard in their mind asking all of these questions. And so for me in my relationship, I've had to set a lot of boundaries with my business. So I'll give you an example. My husband is not my ideal client or ideal follower on any of my social media or content, right? Because he's in the relationship with me, but he will try to give me advice. So I remember when I first started my journey on Instagram, my husband was like, oh my God, like you need to play more Drake songs on your reels. And I was like, I love Drake, but I don't, that's not me. That's not authentic me. And he's like, yeah, but you would get so many more views. You would get so many, whatever. You see, so my husband's brain went to views when my intentionality was to serve. I didn't care about the numbers. And even recently, my husband was like, oh my God, your content's doing amazing. And I'm like, how do you know? You don't like half, you don't like my stuff. And he's like, oh, funny enough, people call my husband about my content, like his friends call him. And it's interesting, right? And so my husband's like, yeah, people called me about it. And so I was like scrolling through it. He's gonna be great. And I was like, what? Now I'm ready. I'm like, I'm like, what? what would be great? So you know, I saw that you had three reels that were like, at the gym back to back. And I'm like, yeah, he's like, you know, it'd be great. Like, just mix it up a bit. Maybe save like the third gym day in your drafts and promote it later. And I had a thought, which is you literally don't know what I'm building. And I don't care about being at the gym three days a week. And we went back and forth. And I will be honest, we got into a little tiff back and forth. And I was like, who cares if I go to the gym? And he's, I don't know, it just maybe you should look different. And I'm like, you're not my ideal client. And in that moment, I had to tell him like, I hear what you're saying. I'm going to take it. Maybe be into a little consideration, but I can't do anything with that because you don't know my business. And my husband was just trying to be the security guard to offer something to me. And I remember in the middle of that argument, he said, I just want to offer my perspective. And I said, great, but your perspective, it's not that it's not wanted here. It's just that your perspective doesn't have enough information of what I'm building. So you can't give sober enough perspective. And so boundaries with your partners are difficult, mainly because your partners are just trying to protect you. And when you see it from a place of that, you won't be as jumpy. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And to answer your question, how I coach my clients on their finances with their partners, I do invite them to have a separate account because we're so used to like todo junto, right? Like what's yours, what's mine is yours and what's yours is mine. I actually don't teach that philosophy. It's more of that you have to have your own money. He has to have his own money. And then together you guys can work towards those goals that are going to help you create the legacy. But of course that comes with a lot of conversations, whether is through money dates, whether it's through just researching the information before you present it, because we're so good at, oh my God, okay, I learned about stock market investing and I'm ready to tell someone. Sit with it for Mm. a few days, maybe test it out first, like start investing. And not that I encourage them to keep secrets for them, but protect your energy. Like maybe you want to start investing $50 a month for three months. And once you see how it works and how you have clarity on the gains, that's when you can come back and say, okay, this is what I'm doing with my money. And this is what I gain. And I want you to learn about it. But from a place of I've done it, I've seen the results. Now I want to invite you to it. And some partners don't want to have anything to do with it, right? Because their partner is set on, I don't believe in the stock market. I want to invest in real estate and that's okay too. So I love love this conversation so much. (laughs) I want to talk to you about 
what are some actionable steps that mujeres listening to the podcast right now can do to protect that energy? Like you talk about the home, you talk about the partner, but just one thing that they should start doing today after they listening to the podcast to protect their boundaries. Your boundaries will always be flimsy if you don't believe that you need them. That's the first step. You need to literally look at your life and believe that you need something. Like it's not enough that you already saw the red flag. Now you need to decide that something needs to happen, right? Because if not, it's like ice that just keeps getting chipped and chipped and eventually you'll melt. Mm. And God doesn't want you to melt. Like you need to remain strong. And in order to remain strong, you need to set a boundary and stay in the freezer, whatever, right? You need to protect yourself. But in order to do that, you have to believe that there is a problem and believe and decide that you're going to do something about it. And then when you want to figure out how to make that decision, then you come and work with me <laughs> and I'll help you. <laughs> Which brings me back to my next question, Karina. I want to ask you first, what is your definition of wealth? That's a good question. My definition of wealth goes beyond money as much as for me, I was in debt for a really long time in college because I nobody ever taught me how to use money or save money. I never, ever learned about saving. I just learned about living paycheck to paycheck. And I was working three jobs in graduate school. And when I met my husband comes from a family that saves. And so we got together and he taught me that I can't go to Nordstrom every week. And I was like, damn. And then I really redefined what wealth looked like for me. And for me, wealth means wealth is something that I can continue to pass down to the next generation. And it's not just about practice. It's about knowing also the process. And it's not about, yes, numbers are sexy. But like for me, it's more about more than the dollars. It's more about the impact that, that the dollars do right? What do the dollars provide? And that's a difference between greed of money mm -hmm. and knowing what money can do. And that is why, especially in our culture, we don't talk about money and we see people that have a lot of money as greedy because we automatically think that they're doing something wrong, illegal, or they lost a lot to get there. And that's not always the case. Like 10 years after being with my husband, we've built something so beautiful. And even financially, just to have the things that we have, a Roth IRA, a stable, two stable 401ks, like a a healthy savings plan. Everything is safe. And for me, wealth is a form of safety, but knowing that you're also saving for rainy days. And so if you need to pull from your emergency fund, don't get pissed. That's what they're for. Exactly. <laughs> we could talk forever. I love it, Karina. Thank you for sharing your journey. And now tell us where can people find you? And Mujeres, we are going to be adding Karina's link to whatever she provides, whether it's Instagram or her website on the show notes. So make sure you check it out. So Karina, tell us where we can find you. Yeah. So I primarily live on TikTok and Instagram at Karina F Days, or you can go on my website, KarinaFDays.com. I love it, Karina. And we have the same birthday month, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so Mujeres, thank you so much for listening and make sure that you reach out to Karina and I will see you all next week. Thanks, Karina. Thanks, Lucy. Ciao. If you are looking for additional resources to help you start your wealth building journey or online business, make sure you check out our blog at slash blog. Until next time, stay safe, stay strong, and stay inspired.
On the Say Hola Well podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general informational purposes only, and it does not constitute legal accounting, tax, or other legal advice. Listeners should not act upon the content information without seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professionals. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liabilities with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liabilities for errors, inaccuracy, omission, misleading, or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated content constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.